0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Doug Laney, I'm a data and analytics strategy innovation fellow with the consultancy West Monroe. Today I'm joined by Arthur Forbes. Managing Director and Chief Operating Officer at Holland Parker, and we're here to discuss the topic of corporate performance management. Welcome, Arthur.
1: Thanks, Doug. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, tell us first a little bit about Holland Parker and then we'll get
1: into uh, some questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Holland Parker is a consultancy uh, focused around corporate performance management uh, and data and analytics, so uh, this is where we, we focus is those uh, two uh, tiers on the technology, people, process, and data side.
0: Excellent. So what, what is corporate performance management? It sounds like something everybody should, should know, um, it, but um, I think there's some specifics to it. And why is it so important? And, and kind of how have you woven in data and analytics
1: into this as well? Sure, absolutely. Well, corporate performance management is uh, it's kind of had a long history. People have called it business performance management, probably back in the 80s and 90s. Enterprise performance management was one that Gartner uh, used a lot, uh, and then corporate performance management. So it's really all the same kind of you know thing, CPM, uh, but uh, it's focused around uh, initially uh, around helping the CFO, the accounting group that was uh, doing their consolidations, their SEC reporting, internal reporting. Uh, account reconciliations, things of that sort, kind of the close the books part of uh, of the business. But, uh, you know, over the years, particularly in the 2000s, uh, up until today, a lot more focus around planning and forecasting, uh, strategic planning. And then, you know, a lot of late is there's a tremendous amount of data out there. And so a lot of people are now um, looking beyond the typical uh reporting and forecasting and the data you would get to create a budget or, you know, a revenue forecast. And so the data and analytics component has become a, a much bigger part of that, particularly with all the new stuff around AI and ML uh, that really is helping drive uh, improvement.
0: Okay, great. So uh, this uh, corporate performance management technology, obviously, you know, as as you've intoned here, interacts with other kinds of functions. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Sure. Yeah, it it really extends beyond kind of the office of the CFO these days, but the core, you know, would be your accounting, your controller, ship function, um, FP&A or finance, Uh, but you're seeing more uh, from a treasury perspective, definitely tax, uh, and then beyond that, into the uh, the business functions like uh, HR, supply chain, sales and operations are, are all big parts uh, and are you know stakeholders in the overall corporate performance management and data and analytics space.
0: Yeah, so that's a lot of data sources to integrate into CPM. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the one of the, the key things um, and technologies, uh, you know, extended and helped a lot there. But, you know, your typical uh, being, you know, your uh, general ledger, ERPs, your transaction systems, data warehouses. Uh, and then as I was mentioning, as we're reaching into Other functional areas uh, we see a lot, uh, you know, almost every project where uh, we're connecting to the uh, human resources or HCM systems, uh, CRM systems like, uh, you know, Salesforce and others uh, that are providing data and even supply chain management systems uh, that are often part of uh, the components that drive the overall financial plan and reporting.
0: Yeah, it sounds like this is not a job for spreadsheets anymore, huh?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, you know, the smaller companies are are you know, I I would say you know, two hundred million or less in revenue are probably historic, You know, still going to be on spreadsheets, but uh, as you're moving up that uh, towards the billion dollar, you know, although we have a number of companies that are you know, five hundred million uh, that are clients of ours, but uh, but then you know, we've got others that you know hundred billion plus, you know, type companies. So it's kind of, it, it's interesting there. They may be small in some cases, but there's really about the complexity that might be involved. So if you're a $200 million company, but you've got 15 different ERPs for all of the businesses uh, that uh, you're rolling up, then that can provide some challenges, particularly if you've got uh inner or poor currency and other of those things that, uh, you're involved in the the landscape of doing your financial planning and reporting and analytics.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the implementation of of CPM. Can you talk a a little bit about the the challenges that tend to stunt these implementations?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Doug. Uh, You know, I would say it's like any other technology implementation. Um, You know, oftentimes, uh, you know, the things... that I think you deal with most is probably on the people side. Um, and so whether that's one, having executives and you know that are supporting this and it's not a one-off in a in a back office where somebody's trying to accomplish this. And then, you know, what's that strategy and vision for it? So kind of the typical things you would think about with any technology uh, and then the overall change management, right? Getting people on board. Why are we changing? Uh, that's probably the hardest thing that we see is, uh, well, we've always done it this way. Um, but if that's not adding any value, why do it? Right. So what are some of those things you can maybe stop doing and, and take advantage of the technology,
0: Yeah. What are some of those things that, that, you know, you recommend organizations stop doing? We talked about, you know, worksheets of course.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a way you can, uh, you know, source data and you can automate it. Right. Um, And, or, you know, sometimes it's just, Oh, well, yeah, we just, if we find a mistake, we go and fix it in the close, Right. We go post a, a journal entry to fix it. It's like, well, that was for fifteen dollars and forty eight cents. It cost you more to post the journal entry than that's you know it's immaterial. Um, so move on, right? And uh, I learned that long ago with a CFO that was like, okay, after day five, you got to come to me to get a sign off <laughs> on these adjustments because it's just slowing us down uh, to be able to do our reporting, get to the street, and do earnings call and uh, all of those type things. So. Uh, you know, that's one of them It's you know, it's just, we've kind of always done it that way, but there's a better way, right? Faster way, more automated way. Um, but people just get comfortable sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, the, the OneStream offering and the, the problems that it can help solve.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, OneStream, you know, the thing that really um, jumped out to me and, I've been, I mean, I've, you know, 30 plus years in the CPM space and, you know, grew up um, way back when, you know, the the general ledger was actually mainframe based right? So, you know, spreadsheets, you know, were barely existing at that point in time. So, but what I've really seen, and then, of course, there was the Hyperion kind of error, uh, but OneStream uh, has come along and it's really the platform play, in my opinion, right? Where instead of it being a bunch of independent solutions, I got my consolidation solution, I've got my account rec solution, I've got my, you know, FP&A or planning uh, solution, and, and oh, yeah, we're just throwing files around. Uh, it's really um, a platform, right? Where it's, you know, cliche to say, but kind of like that, the iPhone. Well, you know, when you download an app, it just knows how to work with your phone, right? Uh, obviously you got to do some configuration and things like that. That's much like uh, OneStream. one stream. So I'm not having to try to piece together and uh, in- integrate basically two different technologies that you need to work together for the whole of CPM. It
0: sounds like it helps a lot with the, the change management issues as well.
1: Absolutely. Cause you called it one thing and you're, Closing consolidation system and it was something else in FPNA, um, for example, and then, well, then you got to bring them together to do that. You know, actual versus forecast and and things like that, and you know, the manipulations to try to line things up. It just didn't make sense. So, a little bit on the data management and governance side of things is is really important as well with CPM and data analytics.
0: I imagine Holland Parker has been, you know, um, tasked with keeping up with. CPM related trends i wonder if you can share what some of those might might be for our audience
1: yeah uh, absolutely i think that's a place uh, you know i mentioned data and analytics or dna um earlier you see a lot more of that now and you know not just one stream all of the providers software providers out there are are tackling that uh, i mean we've all seen chat gpt i mean we just uh, developed something uh, leveraging teams uh Related to one stream of reporting and, you know, maybe not having to log into the actual software and I could still call my reports and things of that sort. So that technology, but also big AI and ML, particularly for predictive uh, type uh, planning, you know, a lot of planning was just, you know somebody put their thumb in the air out in the field and, and, and hopefully it was somebody out in the field and it wasn't corporate that was laying down a forecast for someone. Uh, but now we can go back and look at historical data, do trends on that, uh, but uh, also automate it uh, and really define uh, some of those attributes uh, that maybe you weren't even uh, focused on uh, that can help you
0: Probably a lot of uh, unstructured content as well is now uh, in play for for CPM given machine learning.
1: Yeah, somewhat. I think maybe uh, less though than than you might think, but uh, but certainly when it comes to you know uh, annotations or you know commentary around okay, you've got a variance here. It's over our threshold. So you know, controller or you know uh, manager out in the field tell us why you're outside of the norm, give us a variance explanation and then be able to kind of bring those together for a full picture on a consolidated basis is certainly something folks are doing.
0: Yeah. What, what are you seeing around non-financial performance metrics like for ESG?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good one. Um, I, I, to me, I think about, okay, well, the reporting's the easy part. Um, and for me, it's, yeah, all of the ESG and, and yes, as it were, but where do you get the data and data that you trust? Uh, Cause so much of it, you're going to be dependent upon what your vendors are doing on your behalf and providing you products and services that you now got to take into account as the overall impact uh, of ESG for the products that you end up putting uh, or services out in uh, to your customers. So to me, it's, it's, again, about the data, how's it governed, where's it coming from, how do you trust it, and most of the time, you're not even capturing it yet. You know, you're capturing the invoice when you pay a vendor, for example, but just because they, uh, you use so many kilowatts of energy, for example, that's usually not part of the, the invoice that's keyed into or loaded into the ERP, so you then don't have direct access to that data.
0: Right. Or you can estimate it based
1: on, you know, transactions. Right. Right. Yeah. And the accountant in me is like, you know, data is a little bit more than just estimating. Right. So you can, yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's, it's still a little, I guess I meant mod- modeling it, not necessarily yeah, estimating yeah, it's, for, it's It's yeah. a little fuzzy math still.
0: Right. And are there standards for ESG reporting that are emerging?
1: Man, that one's been the one that's been, been, uh, most top of mind, I think, uh, in what I've seen in, in our customers um, and clients out there. What, what about you, Doug? What What are you seeing and hearing?
0: Yeah, I know there are some organizations that are that are uh, promoting standards, but but I don't think there's anything um, yet that rises to the like the level of gap.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. IFRS. You know, this the the IT you know CIO function. Um, does a pretty good job with the Technology Business Management Council and and some of the ways that they're trying to break down the cost of IT uh, that's in IT speak, right? And I kept thinking, man, I wish the accountants would come up with something like that, something beyond that. FASB's, for example, uh, and uh, the SEC. But um, so that's interesting, retail industry. Uh, does a pretty good job of that as well.
0: Yeah. I've been chiding, personally chiding the accounting profession for years to recognize data itself as a, as a balance sheet asset, but um, that's not forthcoming. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what about, you know, we used to hear about this topic of a continuous close. Is that something that's happening or just hasn't really taken off?
1: No, I, I, I haven't really seen it. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I've been in the, in the space uh, a long time. There's, Occasionally there's some talk there, but I've worked with a thousand plus clients probably over my career and never once was doing a project uh, around uh, continuous close. I, you know, I think some of the accounting stuff again gets in the way of, you know, is it an estimate or, or what have you? But the technology, I think, um, for the most part, is there. I mean, you think about the financial services banking, right? They're closing their books every day uh done a lot of work with banks in the past and i mean i got to know what the balance is <laughs> every morning when somebody shows up at the the bank to to make a transaction
0: yeah any other trends um to speak of
1: uh yeah i i think uh the ai stuff is is in automation um you know a number of years ago rpa oh they're you know, computers are going to take my job. And now we're seeing that with, uh, you know, AI, chat, GPT, um, those type things of, of taking people's jobs. But, you know, I kind of saw the the opposite of that. It was like automation was like, do you mean I don't have to do that part of my job anymore? <laughs> uh, it, it'll help me get better. And, and it's not just something I have to do. Uh, and here, can you, Automate this as well. So I think a lot of that automation stuff, whether it's you know the more traditional RPA or and you see it in these solutions too, like OneStream uh, or you know some of the other you know more uh, generative AI stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's wrap
0: up with um, question around how how you know do you feel organizations can get started or or raise their their CPM game if they've, they they're already on the journey
1: sure yeah for uh, for me it, it it starts with you know what is the reporting and analysis that that your business needs and what's you know the kind of the general mindset of the CFO's office um, and uh, versus hey I've been doing this in you know, Oracle EBS and Hyperion on top. And so can you just replicate this? And we're going to go get, you know, a cloud solution for our ERP. And, you know, so these kind of transformations were were just technology upgrades and they often, too often just focused on the technology and not what they, what was the end game. And so a lot of these, when I think about CPM is, I always like to start with, what are my reporting and analysis needs? Let that drive back to uh, a design for a solution that I need, and then ultimately back to uh, what data do I need to source uh, in order to enable that, right? And not just, okay, i got a data warehouse, all this data, or if we dump it all in there, we're going to solve world hunger. Uh, And it almost never works that way. (laughs) Right. All right, any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I would I would just encourage folks to you know spend time trying to get smart uh, around corporate performance management and data and analytics right uh, not it don't think of it as oh I've got to go learn something new it's like educate yourself about what's in the market right um, and uh, you know be a leader uh, out there to help your company get better yes you know, so I think some you know for me it was like, Uh, way back in the day, it was like, why am I doing this? There's got to be a better way. Uh, So have that kind of mindset, because even with the technology that was current, you know, five, 10 years ago, there's opportunities for improvement, right? And, you know, your CFOs and CEOs up the line will appreciate that um, if you you step out and and are really trying to uh, enable them with better, information to make, uh, business decisions. Yeah. Well,
0: it sounds like Holland Parker is really leading the charge in both technology and, and the skills to help uh, folks along their,
1: their journey. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really trying. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been, uh, been interesting, you know, with COVID, uh, you know, and man, yeah, everybody, we stopped travel and, you know, which is not a good thing for a consulting company. Uh, but, uh, you know, over that time, we've, um, you know, we've really grown more than doubled. Um, and so despite having to change our whole approach to how we execute projects. So, and I think for the better is it? doing it completely remotely is not doing the best service to our clients and to success for projects oftentimes, but, um, you know, there are parts of it that, you know, you don't have to be in their office every week and get on a plane and fly in that sort of thing, uh, when uh, uh, some of the work can be accomplished uh, remotely, particularly with the technology we have today.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, Arthur, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Also, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast. Um, And for further information on what we've talked about, please head over um, to Holland Parker, Um, You want to give the the web address there?
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, hollandparker.com. Okay, great. And uh,
0: we'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Uh, Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360 Tech, on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head over to em360tech.com. Take care.